Welcome back, folks, to the Aussie Screen Printing Club. I'm uh, on leave um, in the UK visiting some family. And while I was here, I thought it might be good to speak to some British apparel printing businesses. Um, and today we've got quite a, a really interesting uh, conversation with Jordan Boone from The T-Shirt Man, who has been in the director film or certainly direct garment market for a, a good while and has really had to pivot and restructure and resize his business due to covid and he's doing very very well uh, he's very honest and uh, very insightful i should just say uh, there are a couple of technical issues that we had with the um, 4g network here in britain there's a few more patrons connected to it than we have in Australia. So, um, yeah, we had to cut out bits and pieces here and there where the network went down on us. And I've tried to splice those back together. So it might be a little bit uh, bumpy in terms of the recording. Hope you enjoy it. Catch you later. Hey, there I am. Yeah. How you going? Yeah, good. How are you? Yeah, cold. Enjoy, enjoy the British weather. You've got your jacket on. Got my jacket for it. a few layers <laughs> and uh, trying to warm up. You know, that thing where you yeah. just can't quite get warm enough. But I'm Are okay. you in a hotel or Airbnb? I'm in a hotel. I'm in okay, a, fine. A Premier Inn. Nice. Yeah. So, and what are you doing here? Are you here, um, tourist things or family? Family. I've got family. a mother here and a sister in France. And right. my mother's not real well, so... Um, just come over to oh, okay. Just with her, really, um, right. and to meet up with some printers like yourself. Some yeah. <laughs> um, so, Jordan, thanks so much for coming on the Aussie Screen Printing Show. You're obviously not Aussie. You're not in Australia. No, welcome. And you're officially you a non-Australian guest on the show. So, thanks so much for yeah. Amazing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, now I know you said to me you've got the smallest. A print shop in the UK and I have seen very briefly it is very compact but before we get to that yeah. there's been a journey for you about that so tell us first of all it's, it's the t-shirt man is the name of your business you're yep. in Portsmouth in the yep. UK um, how did you get going in all of this originally way back um, so initially it was went to university in Portsmouth um, and I did I was doing like stencils so I've always had an interest in art. So it was cutting stencils out. And then Banksy was big at the time. Yeah. Um, so I started doing... Still is, isn't it? Huh? Yeah, of course. And it was kind of a an idea to make some money. Um, so I started doing my stencils, putting them on eBay, and then did a Banksy one. And that just, it took off. And obviously that's not really supposed to be doing it. Um, but it was just spray painted stencils. And before eBay had the, I suppose the rules and regulations that it does now. Um, but yeah, sold a couple of t-shirts on there. Um, and then it kind of gave me a passion of, not a passion, printing t-shirts. Um, did a market sale selling t-shirts on Portsmouth High Street. And it just flourished from there into then buying a vinyl cutter, uh, trying to do screen printing. Did it university screen printing. Um, in an arts course, um, arts and fashion, 
and yeah it kind of just snowballed from there um so, so that's yeah 20 years ago now and doing the same thing 20 years ago okay wow okay. yeah 17 years something like that yeah so just go back and say when you were doing stencils and doing the banksy kind of uh, rip-offs and stuff um you were using vinyl yep. cutting out vinyl and, and weeding it and spraying those no that the- was just no so um paper cut out of a printer stuck onto cardboard and then cut out with a knife and then just spray paint onto them in the basement of the halls of residence where we were staying okay nice. um and then that kind of just went out the window then my friends um had a screen printing business in leicester and they would sell us the t-shirts at a reasonable price and we could sell them on the market uh, like slogan t-shirts Okay. And yeah. then went to London and visited the guys on Oxford Street. So I don't know if you've been down there, the, where it's like 500 t-shirt designs on a wall. All right. And you go there. And we were buying them from London, shipping them down to Portsmouth. It's kind of like a fashion store. Um, and then I realised I could get a vinyl cutter, make the t-shirts myself. Um, and then people were asking for bespoke ones. And I suppose that's how I got into it. And then the website and from there it's yeah flourished so your journey through stencils into vinyl and then did you go into screen printing or did you stick with vinyl or uh, i bought two screen printing equipments like setups in my lifetime and both of them have just yeah it's, it's too messy um and i can understand the appeal of it like the cost of doing it and the ease mm-hmm. of doing it but it's just money space it just so it wasn't something that i wanted to invest in and then you've got the big boys with their automated machines and they can just churn out t-shirts yeah so cheaply now yeah is it very yeah. competitive here in the uk this whole market yeah and it's a huge race to the bottom in terms of prices right. um, so we've had to really stand out as being someone that delivers on time um we don't over promise people uh, we can't undercharge because obviously we can't just print hundreds or thousands of t-shirts from where we are um that easily so we have to price ourselves slightly higher um but we promise that they're there on time and it's what you want yeah okay. Um, using a good t-shirt as well always helps what kind of tees do you use what brand just the standard guild and 5000 yeah okay yeah better than the kind of um, four thousands yeah to try heavy uh, cotton do you have like the full range of Gildan uh, stuff here? Yeah. So, yeah. so American Apparel um, and Comfort Colors and those guys as well? Yeah. So on the website, we've got everything from our supplier. Um, and we can get it in next day. So okay, wow. the, the, I think that's a great thing about the UK. I don't know if it's the same in Australia. Shipping is very, um, very good. Like So we could, before COVID, we could order at 9 p.m. at night. And whatever we want, it would be with us pre-12 the next day. Okay, that's not like uh, Australia at all. Yeah, <laughs> I think like the, the size of the country makes it sure. impossible to ship things same day, next day. Um, but even now we're getting customers that are requesting orders in London and we can do it same day if they want to pay for it. So Uber up to London is around about 90, 100 pounds. Oh, wow. So every now and again, you get the rush orders and they say, oh, need it today. Like, yeah, so okay, it's, it's more economic for some people to purchase from Portsmouth and have them Ubered up to, to yep. London 
than to find a printer in London. Yeah. Well, I guess it's turnaround time, is your point. It's it's same turnaround. And also, like um, prices of warehouses in London, it's expensive. So our prices are cheaper than London. So sometimes it's worth them buying them from us, even though we charge a premium for the express service gotcha. and getting them shipped there rather than finding a local supplier. Yeah. Um, just because the prices are so much higher. And um, are there many other screen printers in Portsmouth? I mean, you, you're, you're national, are you? you yeah, of... so we ship everywhere, mainly London. Um, there's quite a lot. In, um, so about four or five, probably, in the Portsmouth area. Uh, the market's saturated. There's always new T-shirt printers coming along. Right. And there's big companies as well. So as I said, I've just started doing the new website for Hoodies UK. And the research that you do looking at other competitors' websites, you find there's new ones out there or companies from America that are trying to come into the UK market. Yeah, okay. Um, but yeah, the cost of AdWords is going up all the time as well. Um, is that your main route to market using AdWords? Yeah, so you just try and do like organic SEO. Um, but now that's kind of, it just costs far too much. So I went on to the ad route, AdWords route and i prefer it because we can turn it off when we want to um so in the summer months we just turn the adwords off because we're busy enough and then as it's rolling into winter put them up a bit and okay it's very specific as well what you want to target so um, do you hit specific markets is that your yeah goal? so yeah. fast turnaround next day turnaround um and then we're trying to get into the waterproof coveralls um okay yeah the surface wear surface skiers that kind of thing in the yeah. cold weather in the like wild swimmers so these jackets so trying to get into that market and with the hoodies business trying to promote outdoor wear um and kind of you can charge a little bit more for those products so hoodies go for more than t-shirts and the price of t-shirts doubling over the last couple of years Right. And it's kind of hit us quite hard. Has it really people just don't want to pay. Yeah, so I imagine before COVID, you get a white T-shirt for around about 90 pence a pound. Oh. Um, and now you're looking at 160, 180. Um, okay. Okay. So yeah, prices have doubled and people don't want to pay much more for them. Um, so so I you, remember... Sorry, sorry, carry on, mate. Sorry. When I first started, um, there was a company in London that would do a Gildan 5000 in white with printing with 100 units so it's quite a small order 100 pounds um, but that was yeah 10-15 years ago. That is that is a race to the bottom though that right? Like, yeah. That's insane. Okay. There's, there's times if we didn't have a, a rush turnaround on it we would buy them from them and then sell them on uh, just because it was that much cheaper. So. Oh yeah right okay gotcha. So with the hoodies, are you supplying Gildan stock for those as well? Yeah, Gildan and Souls. Do you have Souls? No, not come across. Um, yeah, so Souls is quite um, a good brand in the UK. Also, um, Just Hoods, AWD. You have no, those? Yeah, no, that's quite a nice yeah. brand as well. Okay. Um, okay. And they've got a wide range of products. This issue with Gildan this year and last year, really, is they're trying to cut down their range of colours. 
to the more popular colors. So I think yeah. they went up to around about 90 or 100 colors. Mm. And you're starting to get customers requesting certain colors. It's like, oh, it's out of stock everywhere. And I think they're trying to bring it back a bit to the mm. core colors. Even if they have 30, it's still a lot more than other suppliers, mm. um, like sand or yeah, right. neon yeah. greens. That I can imagine like some places just never go, um, mm. never get sold. So um, you're not supplying AS Color, AS Color in the UK? Are they a brand you're? No, I don't. Or? I've never heard of it. Um, I, I had a look at your website, and it was on there. Um, so they're um, actually a Kiwi company and an Aussie company, but they're international, um, and they've got a T-shirt called the Staple Tee. They're much more kind of high-end uh, garments. Okay. Um, you know they cost a bit more, but our customers. Most of the markets that we service ask for those garments. They won't right. allow us to print or anything else. It's becoming the fastest, most pop well, depends who you speak to, but in America, it seems to be becoming the fastest, most popular uh, t shirt. So, okay. worth having a look at. And is it a soft if your customers is it a soft feel or say again? Is it a soft feel or? Yeah, the 5001 yeah. staple is a very soft hand garment. It's not ring spun. I can't remember exactly what way that's put together, but it also it's produces a really yeah. soft print. I mean, that may not be your issue because you're not screen printing, but if you're using a plastic solid water-based ink, right. um, it produces... And how much do they range that in? In Australia, for a, um, and we'd pay probably 5 to $7 for a, a staple tea. So you're looking at 3 or £4, pounds, roughly. Oh, okay. Yeah, um, but all the markets are different, right? Like it, it's not easy to, you know, compare apples with apples. You know, yeah, you're in a t-shirt here, given the difference in the in the market value. Um, yeah, it's always uh, interesting to see. But I, I think the UK prices are quite low anyway. The amount of items that we are now getting orders to Europe, um, not a huge amount, but possibly one or two a month. Yeah. Okay. Um, because I think our prices are quite low here and it's cheaper for them to ship them there, pay the extra duty on them than having them printed in France or Germany, wow. Spain. That's amazing. Yeah. Even given the, the value of the pound against the euro, it's still worth yeah. people doing that. Yeah. Okay. So Thanks. you're pressing, you're heat pressing now with, not with vinyl now though, are you? You're using like yeah, so and... Yeah, vinyl. Um, if people need stuff same day, you're probably looking at vinyl. Um, so same day shipment. Next day we can get the DTF print um, or the full color vinyl. So just got the the Roland GX24. Nice. Yeah, that's it. Got two of those. So if one breaks down, I can always get the other one on. You got some redundancy. And, uh, that's great. Yeah, yeah. That's always a fear of mine is. If something breaks down, what the dickens do I do? Yeah. Yeah. And I think they're amazing products, but they've stopped making them now. So I thought mm -hmm. every time I see one on um, eBay, yeah, you I just get, get it. Get your hands on it. Yeah. And just they're, they're just cutters or are they printing as well? No, that's just a cutter. Yeah. Um, yeah. Just pure cutter. And then my um, friend's got a big Roland Vis. Um, so that's for full color stuff. Um, right. And yeah, and the other the DTF comes from other companies. And you source that in the UK, the DTF. Yeah. 
And how do you and feel that about that market generally? Like there's a lot of, I don't know, chatter and speculation and so on across the globe about the DTF market, but you're obviously sold on it. So you think it's yeah, a real... Uh, I've looked into buying the machines and you need a lot of space and also there's a lot of temperamentalness that goes with them. So a lot of cleaning um, that I've seen firsthand when I've visited uh, one of the local printers that's got one. And there's just a lot of cleaning and ongoing maintenance on them. Mm. Um, and for me, it wasn't something that I wanted to get into, um, having one maybe in the future, but at the moment it's cheaper to outsource getting the stuff and printed in rather than having a member of staff sat on that all the time watching the machine. Um, it's hassle for you. I, yeah, I think it's better than director garment as well. Okay, um, tell me why. Tell me so about that. With the heat press. Um, so we went to a few shows and the time it takes to do the director garment, setting the t-shirt up. So we can do I'd say 70 to 100 t-shirts in an hour um, yeah. on the heat press. Okay. So we really try and, yeah, smash them out when they're coming in. Um, and you couldn't do that on a DTG with all the pre-treatment and, and director film. You're able to do 70 to 100 an hour, which is like, to be honest, screen printing, you know, yeah. print kind of performance on a manual press. But you're also, you've got the ability because it's... Um, super color or, or some other director film to yep. multiple colors on that right so it's yeah. actually heaps faster than a manual press and obviously no setup so, no so and your customers are fine like do you find customers know the difference between a, a press to transfer and screen printing or is that not a problem to them um yes but the where we are trying to get jobs out as quick as possible um they kind of understand that they have to understand that we know best the best method for their process yeah um so i did some again research and mailed a lot of companies in the summer asking what their turnaround time is and most places are two weeks a week um but then they can't guarantee it yeah and there's even printers that take the jobs on and promise customers that they'll do it and i don't know if a bigger job comes in and it gets they won't put to the back, but we hear it on a, a weekly basis, daily in the summer, mm. promised by another company. And it they're so happy when our products arrive next day. Yeah. It's just something for them to wear, to run around on a field, whether they're in a fun run or a corporate event, they need the t-shirts. Um, and as I said, like the desperation of companies sending Uber drivers to collect the t-shirts up, to drive them somewhere, it's, they just need it they just need the guarantee and which is what we offer them yeah yeah um the only thing we can't guarantee is the delivery company delivering um Who so only as strong yeah it's a nightmare isn't it only as strong as our weakest link um, and that's all in the terms and conditions because customers were saying you guaranteed the service and it's not been delivered i said we guarantee to dispatch on time on a next day service um if they get lost then that's up to you mm. um, and i try not i just give them all the details and then they can call up the courier company to chase things up yeah okay um, yeah. but we can't do it if it's 
really urgent, but most of the time I prefer just to say, look, it's not arrived within its wait till tomorrow or then I'll start chasing up for you. But. Yeah, okay. And so um, in terms of those markets, you mentioned corporate uh, customers and, and events like fun runs and yeah. so on. Is that your target market or will you just, you just open it up to any market and just... Yes, anything. Um, and I think we have printed for absolutely everyone. Um, you get the odd T-shirts, like the single T-shirts that come through on the online designer. Amazon, we're an official registered um, supplier for Disney. So we get quite a lot of Disney work come through for their film releases. Yeah, wow. And I think a lot of companies, they come to us because they need something next day. And then after that, then they think, oh, well, we'll go back to them because they did it on time and it was no messing around. So you get a fair amount of repeat business that way. Yeah. So they come to us, yeah, for the, the next day product. Um, and then they're like, oh, well, can you do more for us and more? And yeah. As long as we keep yeah. delivering on time, that's all they want. Yes. <laughs> the old adage about customer service is, is there, isn't it? Without yes. a doubt. And you're only one step away from a bad review and things can go south pretty quickly. Um, yeah. Now let's talk about. Uh, but I think, um, yeah. Sorry, carry on, mate. So bad reviews. Yeah, bad reviews. Um, a lot of people, they go to a shop, like we've got Primark in the UK, and they see a T-shirt in there, five pound, like custom print, uh, not custom printed, but fully printed, and they think they can get the same product on a next day service for 10, 12 pound. Um, that always makes me laugh. And look, what they think in their head, and then what they get sometimes doesn't match. Yeah. Then if you get that. Yeah, absolutely. Especially, you know, we're screen printers, um, mm. kind of purists, I guess, in that regard. Um, okay, welcome back again. Um, yeah, thank you. <laughs> so, yeah, we were talking about DTG, uh, director film, how DTG is too slow. Yeah. And I think we were, I was about to say something about um, customers not really... Like for, for us, a customer will say, is it screen printing? So they, yeah. in our markets, they tend to want that. They believe that's what is needed or whatever for their business. Um, but then they have zero understanding of the process. And I imagine that's even worse for DTG and DTF. Yeah. Um, but um like you they want them tomorrow we don't do a next day service it's not possible for us to do that um but you find that most customers don't distinguish necessarily between screen printing and, and director film as well. no um they do i think people ask for screen printed because it's what their band t-shirts or their merch that they got before was printed in um and there are some customers where I have to explain the process to them. Um, but I would say maybe 80 to 9% of the time, they understand that we know best. Um, and there's been times where customers, I kind of just take when someone says screen printed as they just need it printed any way possible. Um, yeah. yeah, okay. And when you've got a full color design and it's just one of them, I don't really want to start having that conversation of it's not going to be screen printed. Why is it not going to be screen printed? <laughs> so we just print it and 
yeah, they, they don't come back and they don't say, oh, it wasn't screen printed. Or mm. occasionally when they do, um, you just explain to them then, best to ask for forgiveness than permission. For sure. I think this, yeah. <laughs> COVID um, obviously, is, you know, it's been a pandemic. It's been everywhere in Australia. Yeah. It's very interesting uh, recipe for trying to resolve it. But I think things were far, far worse here. And I'm sort of trying to get my head around the economy a little bit more here and what's happening. And it seems like there's a strike a day going on at the moment. But yeah. how did uh, COVID impact your business specifically? Um, it was overnight realising that there was no events going on. So I think the first one was a job for maybe like 200 rugby um, hoodies. So a nice order. And they had the invoices, they had the proofs. It was just waiting for the payment to go through. Yeah. And they just called saying, oh, the event's been cancelled. And they were going to France or somewhere like that. Yeah. Um, and then I had to check my emails. I was like, something's wrong with the website. There's no orders coming in. And then I phoned up the NEC, so a big um, exhibition centre. And that was closed down. XL London was closed down. And yeah. they just turned into, there was no orders. Um, so for us, it wasn't that bad. We had a child uh, that was due in the May. Um, so we just went to my parents' house um, and bunkered okay. down there for the first month. There was, yeah, just zero orders. And then it kind of slowly, um, mask printing got popular. Um, and then it was just single T-shirts. So a lot of people started fashion brands. Okay, uh, yeah. I don't know if you found that. Yeah. yeah, people sat at home and they started fashion brands, community organisations, and outreach stuff like that that people wanted T-shirts on. Mm. So yeah, it did, and it just was very slow. But obviously, the big events, your fun runs, um, and promotion of products, which just wasn't there, it was gone. Um, and yeah, it was okay for us. Um, we didn't have huge amount. Well, no staff. Um, tiny company and it worked i would say to our favor in a way because we had the mm -hmm. baby the government gave us some um money as well so they um paid our bills and everything so yeah it turned out not to be the worst thing ever for us um so we were lucky in that respect but there's a lot of companies that have taken on the the debt bought a lot of machinery and especially they've gone into the dtg stuff which are expensive machines yeah and now they're having to pay that money back um and the cost of all skyrocketed for everything and so have you seen people disappear off the map completely not personally but I, um, oh well actually yes i have there is a screen digital printer that opened just across the road from us <laughs> um and they yeah disappeared within about six months of opening oh that's a shame um yeah, yeah so and it looked like they were going to be they had all the sign frontage at the front of the building um, but that's all still up but it's just a note on there now with um, possession order yeah okay um, mm. and i think that the market is going to have problems this year so you know about the uk's um, energy crisis you've probably yep. Yeah, yep. yeah so obviously screen printing there's a lot of heat involved um, yes. and having those machines on constantly is going to cost people a lot of money yep um and I think, yeah, it's just little things like that. It's going to be a big squeeze. Um, there's quite a lot of manual 
work still in the printing industry, which people don't realize. They think you just press a button and a t-shirt flies out. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But yeah, it's still a very manual process, which is lucky for us in some respect because the robots aren't going to take over anytime soon, hopefully. Yeah. Um, But it's always a worry, isn't it, that someone like Amazon is going to come along and say, oh, we're going to start printing t-shirts next day service. Mm. And it puts all, all out of a job. Yeah, that would be DTG that they would. Oh, I guess they could direct do director film as well. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I guess that that could well be a major threat. And when those sorts of things happen, I think it's back to, you know, your customer service and selling selling yeah. the service in a different way, not just the, you know, we've got a very fast turnaround, but you know, we've got, you know, good customer service in terms of follow through sales, or you know, if you've got yeah. an issue, we deal with it this way. How would you deal with a big issue? Let's say, um, I don't know, misprint or something on a larger quantity of of garments. Um, so initially, we try and reprint them, um, print over the item. It depends on if the if they've agreed to the proof, and it's happened in the past where they've agreed to the proof, and then they've received them and something's wrong. Um, and I've kind of just charged them a minimal 20 pence, so just the cost of covering the reprint over the top. Um, if it's a fault on our end, then see if we can get away with a reprint. Um, don't really offer refunds. Um, I think it's quite hard to sell things online now because people expect the Amazon services. I don't like it. I'm going to send it back. Yeah. Whereas we're slightly protected that it's customized. Um, so, yeah, it's a tricky area. Uh, and I'd say maybe 1% of customers complain in some respect, um, whether it's I wasn't expecting it to be like this or, but yeah, I think it's quite low for the. And I don't know, it's probably like yourself, you know, when someone's going to complain before you even send the t shirts out. Yes. Yeah. What is it? Why do you can sense it, can't you? By the way, they interact with you. Yeah, there's 15 phone calls before to make sure it's all perfect. Yeah, and the ones that say, "Can I have it 20 percent bigger?" Like, no, just give me a size that you want the print to be, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. in centimeters or inches, and we'll make it that size. And then the ones that expect it to be different sizes on different t-shirts. Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah, we've got the best good. customers in the world, haven't we? <laughs> yeah, it's disturbing and. I often worry, I was talking to someone else about this recently, but you have, I don't know if you have this, but we occasionally get those customers that say, you know, we want to know your process and everything because we've been burnt in the past or they've had issues Uh in the past. And the moment I hear that, I think, yeah, I wonder if the screen printers had issues with the customer. Yeah. You know what I mean? More than the other way around. And often they'll have issues that frankly are just, you know, we had one recently and it was a a center chest kind of like a spine print, but on yeah. the front. And it was pretty, you know, it wasn't too long, but it was very narrow. And as you're probably aware, getting the Yeah, it's always going to be like that. It's going to be out a tiny bit. And it was less than half a centimeter to the left or the right. Or wow. The and they they wanted to cancel the whole order. Um huh. we just uh, dealt with them differently. But but the t shirts even the t-shirts the t-shirts aren't straight oh no it's not paper um when you go back to the process t-shirts are still manually stitched together 
mm. and it's something that people just don't really understand. They think it's just off a, it's just pressed together somehow. Yeah, it's all made. Yeah, they, they just they don't really understand anything. Um, and so your business is it mainly commercial? Uh, yeah, it's. Yeah. Um, we do a lot of kids camps and church oh, okay. events and those sorts of things and conferences. Um, our biggest market would probably be um, clothing brand and restaurants, cafes and breweries. Uh, yeah. We do a fair amount in the sports arena. Um, we have a number of um, sports personalities that we print for. And they're always, oh, you know, there's a big event coming. We need them in a week or whatever. And yeah. We just make it happen. Um, but we're, like I said, we're kind of purist screen printers running an auto, running a couple of manuals. Um, and how how many T-shirts can you print in a day? Is it uh, The average would be about 700 a day. 700, yeah. Um, wow. A big day would be a couple of thousand. Small wow. day would be 400. Um, but unlike you, um, you don't have to do a setup on the actual print job. No. So if we had, I don't know, 20 jobs to do in a day and each one was a minimum of five colours, that's a long day, right? Yeah. Because if we had one job that was 3,000 garments, with a single print and it's just two screens that are getting set up and you know that's where it's a real dream and we find that a bit of a, a dilemma and that's kind of modified our pricing structure a lot lately so right. we manage that um, and have you thought about getting into the dtf or is that as i said the podcast is screen printing yeah and, <laughs> and it, it, it isn't it isn't you know um any kind of printed apparel i guess but we have, I don't like DTG at all. We do have a um, another printer in Sydney that we sometimes, you know, if there is a super, super rush job and it's full simulated process, we'll send it to them to DTG it. And they've got a great service, but I really don't like the result. And they're, okay. for my money, there are real issues with the uh, stench of the chemicals, which obviously okay. leave the garment, but... When, when someone opens a box of 100 T-shirts and it just is like formaldehyde almost, you know, I think, oh, that's not real good. Um, director film I'm intrigued about, but I'm also very nervous about because we do have those walk-in customers that want a full-colour job and just a couple yeah. of tees, which our minimum is 20, so we just say we can't do that. Okay. Um, but 20 is still quite a big setup. Obviously, you charge accordingly. But it's still quite a lot of setup and work for the amount of garments. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, oh no, we sorry, we wouldn't do a full color job for twenty. It would be no. two hundred. Yeah. But our minimum generally is twenty for anything. Yeah. Um, and I often think of those customers and think well, it would be nice to kind of service them, but also um, I am nervous. That, I'm nervous about the technology, which I'll come back yeah. to. But I'm nervous that if I get into that market we'll have customers that complain to us about one or two right. garments rather than actually it was 200 hoodies or whatever, which we just reprint, you know? Yeah. I'm nervous about technology mostly because it's, um, well, at the full commercial level that you're at, it's still quite a new technology. Um, and clearly it's tested, it's in the market, the customers like it, but 
a bit like you were saying, you know, buying the equipment is quite an investment and it, it just oh. looks a little bit clunky to me. We do. Um, so for some of the fashion brands that we print for, we would do um, plastic or heat transfers. So, yeah, you know what that is? Yeah. And it's just this very similar kind of process to that, but obviously with a different medium. Um, and I know how it's easy to over cure a transfer and it's easy to under glue it, which can be a real problem. Um, but the main reason I'm nervous about it is, are you familiar with Printavo? Um, they, no. That's an American software company that is a shop management system. And they have a podcast called Print Hustlers. Um, and one of the regular co-hosts on that is a guy called Stephen Ferrig, who runs Campus Inc. in the US. So they print predominantly for university students and sporting teams and that kind of stuff. And um, he's invested in DTF quite heavily and done it as a kind of trial. You know, we tried this system and these were the, this was very clunky and this worked well and and so on. And just listening to his journey just frightened the life out of me. Yeah. In terms of, you know, keeping the, um, the machine heads working, you know, having got four whites instead of one. And I just thought, man, it sounds like a minefield. So clearly, it the works. only one that I've seen in action, and I've been to his place like lots of times, and it always there's the amount of times he's phoned me up to say, "Oh, the prints aren't ready. I've had this machine, this problem, or I've had to call an engineer out." Um, and yeah, the constant cleaning, and if there is a guy just paid to stand there all day just to watch the machine wow. as it rolls through, fill up the the white powder that goes into it, the yeah. curing stuff. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it's again the more people that buy them, it's going to be that race to the bottom of people just supplying the material yeah. straight off the roll. Yeah, uh, maybe that could be something you could look into. Find a local supplier that's already got one, and well, that's the issue um, right there, which you mentioned earlier on about Australia. And we have done a couple of ultra color or super color. Um, you know, we've outsourced the transfers and just heat pressed them. Uh, for I can't remember why we did it I think it was a funny location and it was a full colour job I think it was it was an ankle print on a garment or on okay. a pair of trackies or something and um, it took like three weeks to get the transfers uh, we had okay. a similar kind of conversation oh you know they didn't come out as well as we thought and this was a big company in uh, a city called Brisbane but the problem is um if I want to ship something to Dub, I'm on the eastern side of Australia. If I want to yeah. ship an order to WA, that's a five-day delivery. Wow. Just a standard five-day delivery. It's a week's drive if you're going yourself. Yeah. <laughs> and that's driving every day. And that's the tyranny of you know Australia's size. So even, you know, there is there are no local supercolor transfer companies. I'd have to go okay. to Melbourne or Sydney or to Brizzy. And so and there's many printers in your local area say again are there any many printers in your local area so i've got yeah both five printers within a three mile radius or so maybe five miles okay so, there's yeah. a big difference so the simple answer is no there was a printer in the same town as us um and they kind of went bust well they walked we don't market locally so we're just national 
Okay. Um, so we don't, you know, someone will find us on the Google business page, I guess. Yeah. But we don't do anything locally. Um, but customers just started coming to us. And so there was this other print shop. And I guess they were just charging too much. I'm not sure. But the guy walked in one day and said, he he looked through the office windows to the print warehouse and realized, you know, we had a big automatic press and a couple of big manuals. And he was on a small manual and he cut, his eyes came out of stalks and he said, I want you to buy my business. Wow. And I said, look, I think your business is actually our business. So yeah. why would I want to buy, you know, in other words, your customers are coming to us. But, you know, happy to support and send customers that we don't service to you. He then sold that to a local charity um, that do, um, they have a model where they employ disabled people and pay them right. the same as able-bodied yeah. people, which is entirely right. Uh, but they had never, they didn't even know what screen printing was. They just bought this whole package and, uh -huh. um, yeah, inherited all this machinery and I heard about it. So I went around there and said, look, you know, we're kind of your competitor, but this isn't our market. Just use us to train you. You know, we'll come and help yeah. you. And, and they they were doing stuff that was really quite scary. Um, and so we're trying to help them get going. And we point yeah. customers to them. There's one other screen printer who... Um, quite amazing actually he's, he's become quite a good friend he lives I, I guess about 20 miles away um he comes from a place called Geelong which is in South Victoria um and he and his wife he's been in screen printing forever like 30 years yeah he and his wife just decided to leave so Victoria had the most unbelievable lockdown ever it was in in the entire COVID event thus far Melbourne has the longest, has the record for the longest lockdowns. It was like two years okay. on and off. And he just got sick of it. And he went online with his wife and they just literally found a nice house in the country and bought it. Moved there. Yeah. They hadn't even seen and it. That's where they're, they're working from now. Yeah. And he's working in the, like in the shed in this yeah. new house. So they moved up from Geelong. And just to give you a sense of Geelong, where are we? We're in Portsmouth. So you're kind of probably the distance of here to Barcelona, at a guess, away. Okay, it's wow. a pretty major move. <laughs> yeah. But he services his customers down there. So oh, he's he like two or yeah. three customers. He just prints for them exclusively. He often buys things through us and picks them up at our depot. He's a great guy, knows everything there is to know about screen printing. But that's it in our area. There's a couple of printers in a a town further north and south, but they just outsource everything to Sydney. Uh, so we're it I've, in that area, really. I've also found that t-shirt printers, like you said, you've become friends with this uh, the guy that lives quite close by. It's there's not the competitiveness as other industries. They say there are competitors online, but I've always found you meet and just moan about the same things, moan about customers mainly. <laughs> um, and that's about it. Machines not working, prints not coming out, lack of products that you want. Yeah, and it's a funny one in Australia. I, I'm fairly new. We've only done this for six years. Okay. And yeah, and I, I was involved in, in other businesses before that, and then got out of them. And so I've 
one of the reasons for doing this podcast is to try and generate more kind of cross discussion um, with screen printers. It's actually really hard, um, but it's, we're getting there. We're beginning to kind of yeah. open doors and, but people it's, it's because Australia's population is very small compared to Britain and it's very big geographically yeah. compared to Britain. People tend to be very guarded about their particular markets Right. Okay. And, and I've been in business for a very long time, and I know the front end of business in terms of marketing, yeah. sales, and that kind of stuff. I've learned screen printing. Um, I don't do the printing anymore, which is for me is a, a bit of a blessing, to be honest. Um, so I think we've moved and grown very, very quickly, and we got the moniker of being the fastest growing screen printing company last year by one of the major suppliers. Okay. Which was kind of a really, oh, really, that's so yeah. cool. But it's also people are like, well, we don't want to speak to him. You know, like, who's this guy? So it's, we found it quite hard. But you're right. When you do get to, to chat um, with others, it does tend to be um, yeah, the same, same. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Some people have told me where to go. You know, I've tried to invite them on the show and they're like, yeah. who are you? Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. Um, so what's next for your business in terms of growth? Yeah, we're, uh, you know, yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to use the word precipice, <laughs> um, where I can't quite see a bridge across across the cavern, cavern um, is that the right word? The gap, anyway, um, at the moment. So we moved into a print warehouse, what we call a print warehouse, Yeah. Uh, going off a couple of years ago at the time when we purchased an auto. The auto um, took from june to january to arrive and um we thought we were just kind of set and i've made this mistake in business a lot that if you know you say we can just get to this level or have that equipment or you know get that kind of size market or that sort of turnover then we're we've sorted you know and it never actually happens like that You, you know you get to a particular point new issues come in Oh, yeah. we actually now need one of those or bigger oven or direct to, to screen or whatever it is. Um, and so we're at that point. So for us, the, the problem that we have is the auto that we've got is 10 color and the manuals wow. that we've got are eight colors. And I think we're around 900 square feet, but the moment we start bringing pallets in so when it's very busy for us it's just pallets every day yeah you can't swing a cat so we're now faced with um looking at new premises again okay bigger bigger yeah but i don't want to go crazy you know i just want to okay. and this is the problem right i just want to get to the next level <laughs> <laughs> so it um, is getting the stock an issue then you said about the five-day journey you can't how long does it take to get stock in and yeah are the suppliers happy to do bulk carton rate on smaller orders yeah um so for things like gildan and, and their range of brands we can get next day if we order before 11 a.m yeah which is great perfect so they come up from sydney south sydney okay we're about seven hours north of sydney um as color which is 99 percent of what we print will be two to three days um okay and you can get you carry much stock or you 
buy we don't. No, yeah. we tend not to. I mean, we do carry stock, but you know, it's kind of like I don't know what kind of um, failure rates you have with director film. Um, with screen printing, it can be quite high depending on the complexity of it. So we tend yeah. to like generally we're point three of a percent on failure for a day okay that's not too bad then it's tiny but then you but you don't know right so we will order a little bit more and sometimes we'll just include that as part of the order as freebies but often yeah the guys will just put it in stock so stock does build but generally we we purchase to order right so yeah get the stock quantity for the order the same um, with those we just carry um black and white in stock for next day orders for everything else yeah, comes, right. yeah the following day yeah um which I found to be the best way and I'm worrying when we start launching with the hoodies um, business if I'm going to start carrying well black hoodies I suppose just in stock as general but maybe two or three of each size um, yeah. just to get people something for next day and then the, kind of the rest to follow yeah um, okay oh, that's an interesting model yeah and thought but of yeah that. just always yeah so we've got 100 100 of each size in black and white pretty much all the time um with some spare boxes upstairs just in case where where would they come from in the uk are they in london or birmingham or like where's the stuff uh, generally from those birmingham. birmingham okay yeah interesting um so yeah that's the next day and the other one is in scotland so we've got btc pen carry um and rallowise i think they're the three main ones and prestige, yeah. So they so distributors, four, yeah. They're distributors. Oh, okay. So uh, you can order one single item as well. So we've we've been doing it quite long. We've got batch quantities plus discount, but we can order single items without wow. having any problems. Okay, that's pretty um, amazing. Yeah. So if you had something really obscure in a in an odd color, and yeah, you just one off. Yeah, right. You okay. just order single items and most of the days as well it's just exactly what we need plus the maybe 50 in white just to get it up to the free shipping allowance yeah, right gotcha yeah so that's how you stock up yeah as well yeah that's, that makes um, sense. but yeah in general it's going really well um it gets to a point in the summer where from around about june july august the the, the height height of the summer the phone line gets turned off and it's email only orders um and we're absolutely flat out um yeah, for those few months and yeah it gets very very busy and then now it's just quiet um over christmas so yeah. do you guys are you closed over christmas or yeah we are um the yeah. guys what day is this friday that's right so they were meant to finish yesterday so we have a cut cut off date this year of Orders have to be in and paid for by the 8th of December. Right. Um, this is the first year I've been able to get away from the business completely for three and a half weeks. Nice. Um, one of my daughters co-owns this business and she runs the whole of production. So I'll take the jobs up to pre-press yep. and then she'll take on everything else. But um, she just kept the guys going. And I said to her, if you get this, you know, the moment you get all of these printed, you can actually just do the big cleanup at the end of the year and shut down. 
which no. was quite an incentive for them. So <laughs> they got finished on Tuesday um, and got everything out the door and shipped. Um, and you always, I don't know if it's the same for you, but you always get that customer that comes in and says, oh, I need these. Oh, know, yeah. First of January or something ridiculous. And we just can't do it. It's just not no. possible. Um, There's no point in I think a lot of customers know beforehand um, the limitations of what you can do within the time frame, especially at this time of year. Mm. And we had phone calls this morning, but it's kind of just, they, they're leaving it so late. It's like, I've got to turn everything on, get in work mode again for two t-shirts or something. Mm. Yeah. And uh, Payment wise, do you request all payments in advance? Yep. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 Same here. A lot of companies, they do try and, try it but my job is not to be chasing people for cust uh, payments yeah and it's like two customers that do they've been with us for years um but that's it and you yeah. always find if they need it next day however their business works oh we always work on 30-day invoice they'll find someone in there with a credit card to pay for oh, them yeah. the next Absolutely. day service yeah and we're very strict about that occasionally one of the you know i can think of a couple of customers in the clothing brand market that we've got just a fantastic relationship with and we might say we'll get the stock on order today you know yeah. that might be an urgent job the sports one of the sports boxes that we do um knowing that they'll fulfill the payment in the next couple of days yeah um but there's no way we would send anything out the door without no sure that money's in the bank um, i think it's especially we have it quite a lot with people that try and change the sizes or they'll try and change the print after the garments have arrived um yeah. and some of them say oh can you take a picture of the first one no, no, no. <laughs> you know there's gonna be something wrong with it you take a photo oh can you change that actually <laughs> that's it they've yeah. gone, gone to print and that's it it's tricky that one and we we with some of our customers we have to do that um usually because we might need them to oppress an ink color sorry approve okay. an ink color on press uh but the problem with that is you know, photographs never going to do justice to the no. ink color anyway. So sometimes it's for our peace of mind. Um, yeah. But with the press, you know, as you're probably aware, a lot of it's to do with the temperature of platens and keeping things at a particular temperature. Um, so the longer it takes for a customer to approve, the slower the print runs going to. You know, it's going to take yeah. 20 minutes to get it warmed up. So we're we're very careful about that. But um, yeah, try not. I know some printers do that on every print job. They'll, oh, really? Yeah, wow, they'll yeah. get approval on on press. But uh, we we just couldn't really afford to to do that. Yeah, I suppose it's time. It's the relationship you've got with your customers, isn't it? And a lot of ours, they're just thankful for getting things out so fast. Um, and we say we don't do Panatone color matches. We'll do it as close as possible. But as soon as you add heat to anything, it changes anyway. Mm. So, it's, yeah, yeah. So, what's next for you? I mean, in terms of your plans, um, you've done this kind of compacting. So yeah. I'm not going to say downsizing because clearly your market's returned and you're, you know, yeah, good quantities uh, at the door. Busier than ever. Um, we've kind of priced ourselves out of the old market that we're in. Um, mm. And we just got a very specific market that 
I suppose pays good prices for the products that we sell. Um, yeah. And in general, we've got two kids, so we're pretty much doing the same thing for the next uh, 15 years or so. <laughs> To put it in that way, uh, there's always the idea or the thought of a way of expanding. Um, I don't really want to go down the warehouse route um, because I imagine you have to print a minimum amount of T-shirts every day to keep the doors open that's and the money coming in. Yeah, And that's something that I've been scared of, especially over the last couple of years. Um, mm. When I first started, it was a financial crash. Um, so 2005, 2006 when I started yeah, wow. we had that and now I've had COVID it doesn't matter how much you prepare and how much guarantee on work you think you've got it can always just stop um, the website's been hacked a few times and oh, wow. really? that just knocks everything out um, especially when you're reliant so much on online business it can be overnight just like oh website's down need to sort it out and it can take a week or two weeks to fix it Um, other things so google's algorithm so if google chucked us off for any reason um that could be bad so we got banned from adwords for a short while wow um and it just you just like work just stops um Mm. and we've always got the old customers that keep coming back to us but then we've had fantastic customers that leave their position at the job someone new takes their position and all those orders stop because they that person prefers another supplier mm-hmm. that they've been using from a different job mm-hmm. okay. um yeah the only way that I, sorry that i could actually see it working is with another person with a heat press locally in their house um so recruiting someone on a, a basis of we supply you with a heat press in your house we drop the t-shirts off and the press the prints and you print so like a, a stay-at-home mum or or a stay-at-home person mm. um yeah some of the yeah someone that stays at home and they're happy just to do printing 12 pound 15 pound an hour in their own home and then yeah. we come the next day collect the t-shirts um when i first started and there's a video on youtube if you want to watch it about um we tried to franchise the business yeah right so the t-shirt man and we've got to about three or four franchises um and then i realized to be honest it's easy enough for us to print everything up and ship it out because i think the home print from home situations can work um if managed correctly mm-hmm. with good customer service and a good website which i think a lot of people don't put much effort into the website and the online marketing yeah um, um just on that franchise thing jordan that was that like in terms of legalese and you know bureaucracy and was that a nightmare to set up or no so we didn't get that far um it was basically me charging a set price for using our name and then we just have the website so the t-shirt man dash brighton um yeah and it was just a way of scaling the business without having the warehouse and but it, yeah, it kind of fizzled out and didn't work. Um, right. There wasn't enough work coming in for people or they weren't putting the effort in. Uh, but it was like 500 pound, a thousand pound setup. So it wasn't like a official mm. franchisee. Yeah, gotcha. 
so you think the model is now to kind of employ someone by extension in their home by providing yeah. a kit they don't need to do any of the marketing they're just the pressing labor really aren't they yeah just pressing yeah. Um, cool. and then i would pay them per garment which i think would be the most sensible way yeah. of going around it so per yeah. print um yeah. because we've had paying people to do weeding before as well um and you can't charge so you give them the rolls of weed um, vinyl to weed and then they come back and say oh it took me eight hours so now we do it it's 15 pound an hour i weed one product out um, and then times it by however many there is oh okay gotcha. so, yeah, yeah pay a little bit more but i know exactly how much it is per hour so they can take 10 hours if they like or but it should be done in three so on. sounds like a good idea outsourcing weeding though yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> kind of uh... yeah i think trying to find in someone ideally that we know or can trust for a start um to print the t-shirts and mm. then just give them the proof sheets and yeah hopefully not much can go wrong yeah um, have you ever thought about, about doing any live screen printing or sorry live pressing in your in your case live printing we'll just call it um like going to events and and actually doing it live no um yeah we've been asked before to go to like charity things um and for that, we'd use the this, you know, this paper, the Jet Pro paper. Mm -hmm. So it's A4 paper. You put it through your printer, um, but transfer paper. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, so that comes in useful sometimes for if you need a hundred next day. Um, it's just something that can be printed out pretty quickly and uh, shipped out. On a white. So yeah, number. we use that for a charity event that we did. But yeah. most of the time, we're unbelievably too busy. Too busy. There's, yeah. Other events. 100, 200 t-shirts going out every day. Yeah. With probably a mix of four to five orders, maybe yeah. six, seven orders some days. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, t-shirts arrived before 12, cut up, boxed up um, with the proofs on top, all the vinyls there, and it's just a matter of getting them done. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So quite long days sometimes yeah um so you're from seven yeah sometimes till like six seven o'clock um but if it needs to get out it gets out and we drive up to the couriers and ship it off there the next day yeah, okay. delivery yeah well that's the ability you have you know to manage those processes on the basis of your own input yeah. allows you to have that flexibility to be able to do a good deadline like that yeah because uh, you know, a lot of people, I think, by our website, we look larger than we are. Um, right. But we still get people saying, are you sure you can do this? But And they say, oh, is, are you the guy that I spoke to earlier? Yeah, it's only me here. Just yeah, I'm the guy. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, it, it is what it is. Um, and I think customers, they trust us after the first job's done, um, that we're there to deliver yeah um we're not the cheapest and they'll say oh can you do it cheaper but there's no incentive for us to do it cheaper because we're already fully booked anyway yeah um, yeah you just a lot of them yeah leave it last minute or they'll leave it two days later um and from next year i think we're going to have to some way 
increase the price if they leave it so they might need it for friday they'll contact us on monday they can't find anyone cheaper by the wednesday so they pay on the thursday morning and yeah. it's like well you've given us like less and less time to do it where you knew about it on monday um so yeah price is only being available for 24 hours or 12 hours yeah or kind of like a model that said well if you pay today it's this tomorrow yeah. it's that friday it's that and so on to get that incentive right yeah that's a it's a good idea and thought of that yeah um i like that thing you said there that you know if you're at kind of capacity there's no incentive for you to lower your price you know? no you know and and do you get that thing where people say oh look you know it's just a trial order of oh yeah or whatever you know we're <laughs> going to come back and this is going to be the next nike type thing you get customers yeah. like that yeah all the time um so first item so single items around about 36 to 42 pound uh for a single item t-shirt printed delivered yeah um and then yeah the more you get the cheaper they go 100 t-shirts now is around about 657 pound um yeah 50 t-shirts but yeah we're trying to keep it all around about seven to eight pounds a t-shirt now yeah okay yeah um so yes it, it's going to be interesting to see what other t-shirt printers are going to start charging uh with the price going up so we might be cheaper this time next year mm. uh, than other suppliers because of the overheads that we haven't got um yeah, which will be good for us anything positives coming out of it um as long as some huge company doesn't just flood the market with cheap labor but it's quite hard to do hey listen what what effect has brexit had on your business or did it not affect you at all or? uh very little our supply used to be owned by falkenroth um which is a german company but for me yeah no real um yeah nothing really other than price increases slightly but we've just come to understand that now anyway that price is just going to keep on going up and up and up yeah um but yeah very little covid was the big one um yeah. and now it's finished as such um prices going up yeah. but luckily for us it, it doesn't really bother us because if people want what we're selling, then we have to charge the price for it. Yeah, well, that's um, supply-demand yeah. market. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly what you want. And, you know, you mentioned earlier that you're shipping stuff uh, to Europe, mainly uh, on the continent, I think the expression yeah. is. Um, is that something you want to grow, or is it just you'll take it if it comes? Uh, take it if it comes. Um, again, with that, I always, always say to we did a job to South Africa last week, wow. and that's, that's pretty fun. Yeah, but they needed them for the Wednesday, um, and it was like a week before, so it wasn't a problem for us to get them printed and shipped out. But I said to the guy, "I said I'm not chasing up any courier outside of the UK um, because that just seems a minefield of language yeah. and yeah. not understanding a single thing that goes on in the country." Yeah. Um, but yeah, I still don't know if they received them. But he knew that from the very start. It's in writing that, yeah. That was the risk you took. Yeah, that I would be chasing it up. And if anything goes wrong, he's got all the details. He can contact them and so You've on. You've got a, um, 
what we call it a design engine on your website yeah do you find lots of people use that or uh yeah it's probably one of the best parts of the website um it brings in couple of 20 30 orders a month maybe yeah um so like mainly single orders single t-shirts um but we've got a new one on the hoodies uk website um so i'm looking forward to seeing how people which one people prefer and mm -hmm. if it's easier with the news software and then mm -hmm. the t-shirt man website needs redesigned in next january well january when we come back the so launching a new website there as well hoodies uk site you just decided to create two channels to market there did you yeah because people always ask us do you print t-shirts i don't know if you get that like bit the pair of do you, do you print t-shirts yeah uh we call the t-shirt man i think the name quite self-explanatory <laughs> um people don't understand that you do hoodies or outdoor wear as well jackets and okay. there's a big market for levers hoodies ski hoodies um which i'd really like to get into yeah okay um and the profit margin as well when you can charge 20 pounds for a hoodie and only eight pound for a t-shirt yeah it, i think the profits in it's a lot better the ratio yeah. is better on a on a more expensive product yeah okay because um, we yeah, have the opposite thing we make more money out of tees than we do out of hoodies oh really wow yeah and we hate hoodies um screen printing on hoodies is you know it's the bane of all screen printers they just they hate them because they're technically much harder to print on. Um, oh, I didn't realise that. Oh, yeah. They're much, much harder. I think the other thing was with the screen printing when we did it, it was, other than the setup and the clear, the fact that you have to put the T-shirt onto the the press rather than just lay it on flat. And then, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so it's the, the extra time of that, the drying and, yeah, the cleaning up, I just couldn't stand it. With screen printing, um, once someone learns to load or to unload, it's a six-second window. So they wow. load very, very quick. Yeah. Um, you'd be amazed when you, you see people do that kind of stuff. Um, I've so seen the World the, Championships. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. There's, there's competitions. That's yeah. insane, that kind of stuff. You know, if you look at that, there's like 15 people <laughs> supporting yeah. the the service but like as a standard so for us our, our main loader you know have the, the trolley of garments there and they're laid in a particular way and she will just load six seconds bang yeah. wow so the dwell time is is really small um and, and then you'll have like, someone unloading at the same simultaneously so there's one on one off one on one off uh, and injuries have you found much in regards to repetitive strain injuries so uh, i over the years with the heat press on my arm yeah, um, okay. and bad back pain now, but very, not nothing to write home about, not a problem, but um, I always felt my shoulder from years of repetitive strain. It's... For sure. And, and look, you know, when I was printing, uh, I was, you know, working on a manual press and I'm in my mid fifties, quite overweight and I've had pretty much a consulting desk job for most of my life. Right. So fit. And it was agony. <laughs> you know? yeah. So we'd print 100 an hour on a manual 
um, wow. just two of us, and I'd do the printing and someone would load and unload and catch. Um, that was just brutal on my body. Yeah. Eventually, I got someone else to do that printing. But I think, you know, a younger person like yourself, it, I mean, it's repeti repetition. And with a heat yeah. press, it's quite, quite a bit of pressure usually, depending pressure on the kind of press you're using. I guess you could upgrade to an automatic press. There's some really good yeah. presses. So the the wife, uh, Natasha, does all the printing. And she's a, a bit of a, a keep fit fanatic. So she likes, uh, she likes the... The joy. I've, I've spoke to her about the automatic presses and the pneumatic presses, but no, she wants. She likes it. She Quite keeps on going at she's it. She's working out. That's yeah. The, yeah, that's good. For me now, it's just uh, repetitive strain on my fingers from all the typing. Like, yeah, right. Okay. So. Oh, no, that's good. So, if you were to give somebody some advice on starting up in your area, and obviously yeah. you've mentioned that there are people that start up but don't last. Um, yeah. What kind of advice would you give them um, to help them succeed? A website um, is probably your biggest asset. Like anyone can buy the equipment, um, but unless you can sell the T-shirts, you're not going to be going very far. Um, and yeah, I think that's about it, really. I think it's websites, and or unless you're very good at sales and you've got someone to go out there and sell to the big companies but it is a massive race to the bottom mm. uh, like anything now um, and it's going to get tougher I suppose mm. um, but it's mm. still a good business to have um, there's still money to be made in t-shirt printing mm. but yeah I think you need to be very smart where you're spending your money now because there's people like yourself with a reputation and the automatic machines that can churn out a thousand t-shirts a day without any problem um and yeah it's a saturated market in the uk mm -hmm. i would say so um mm -hmm. we've had people we've had people come to us like dance schools um and as soon as they dance will get to a certain size there's usually a mum that will say i'll buy the equipment and we can just do it ourselves in-house oh i see yeah right um you get quite a lot of that and it's a few youtube videos and you're away printing yeah um but yes yeah, there's there's a market out there for us i suppose um there's a fashion market as well for people that want the very specialist stuff but yeah it's about being specialist in whatever you do finding mm. your niche things like the the cricket the cricket or whatever you want to call it oh the sweaters sorry the sweaters, the crew. No, not the crew cuts. Isn't there a a, a, a vinyl cutter called a cricket? I don't know. Oh, okay. So in the US and Australia, at least they have a. It's about this big, you know. It's a small vinyl cutter. Ah, uh, yeah, Robocraft. We have. Okay, maybe yeah. this here and um, everyone's parent um seems to be getting one and doing the t-shirts for the, yeah. the kids club or the scouts or whatever it is and um yeah suddenly thinks that they're uh they're into the into the, the business in a big way but to get super color or ultra color or and to know yeah. how to press well you know i've always you know like i said we we have done a couple of ultra colors and and we do plastisol transfers usually for names or numbers right yeah so 
you might have an order of 100 garments and they've all got an independent name there or on the back of the garment or something we'll just do the transfers for those and there is that moment though when you lift the um the clamshell of the heat press up and you if it's a hot peel you start to kind of peel it where ah uh, yeah i just I think, kind of panic you know <laughs> is I this going to work um, over the years we've just come to cold peel hot peel um they're all about the same just but yeah as you said earlier about the error rating like it's very low for us now which we're quite happy with um yeah probably about the same 0.3 percent but we don't buy extra garments because there's not the volume for it yep um but yeah we're low on with um errors that's good and there's not too much can go wrong right it's just that no feel, the placement i guess placement i put it always on the wrong sleeve so that's my big problem the last of right sleeve and i'll mix it up i mixed one up yesterday um but um, yeah, a bit of acetone will get it off. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, cool. so yeah. nail varnish remover and it peels off. All oh, right. That, that's a gift compared to screen printing. Yeah. I'll do that with uh, with screen printing. <laughs> okay. Um, any final questions from your uh, No, line? but no. All right, Jordan. Yeah. Thank you so much for coming on the no show. I really Sam. appreciate it. Sorry about the technical glitches. Yeah, no problem. Good. Sorry about yesterday. Oh, that's all right. No, don't worry. Uh, you just looked really blank, and I thought, oh, no, I've come to the wrong place. There's another, there's another Jordan here. Yeah, no, um, just, um, yeah, we did this birthday party on the Monday, and it went, we got back late because we had a, our auntie's birthday as well. Oh, nice. So I went to her house in the evening, got back, and then I uh, so you open your presents, other presents, like later presents, tomorrow morning. So I think you arrived just as he was opening his other <laughs> present. So, well, thanks for showing me around. I inspired yeah. that. I appreciate it. Now, just very quickly before we finish, um, people can find you at t-shirtman.co.uk. The t-shirtman, isn't the it? The t-shirtman.co.uk. I'll put it in the email for you if you like. Yeah. And, but also, you've got an Instagram, obviously, the t-shirtman. Yeah. Same on Facebook? Uh, Facebook, yeah. Forward slash the t-shirtman. And you'll print and deliver as far as South Africa and anywhere yeah. between there and the north of Scotland. Yeah. Good stuff. So, uh, yeah, pretty much anywhere. If Germany needs us, we'll be there. Right. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, mate, it's really great to get to know you a bit there. Yeah. To learn about your market. It seems like you've really cornered it. It's really encouraging. And you've, uh, you know, worked your way through COVID really well. In fact, I think it's really reset you, if I may say, and and sort of, you know, driven you yeah. into a particular model of operation and you've got expansion models there too. So it sounds great, mate. Thanks so much for coming but, on. Um, and if you are in Portsmouth over the next couple of weeks or whatever, uh, let me know, go for a beer if you fancy it. Yeah, sounds good. Nice one. All right. Perfect, Sam. Have a good Thanks day. Take care. Have a good day. Cheers. Bye-bye. Cheers. Bye. Bye.